yes. Welcome in to Colby Sapp's Mystery Shotgun. I am your host, Colby Sapp, along with Macho Man Tim. Yeah! Oh, snap into it. Ah, snap into a Slim Jim. He is also Pod Racer Tim, but today <laughs> we are going to do a little wrestling talk. I will get a couple of tidbits out of the way as um, it looks like the foreseen prophecy of Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom not doing well as it's been projected by a few of these guys that do this for like saying how a what it looks like a movie's going to do its opening weekend it doesn't look good for it but um is that this weekend uh it is i don't believe it's this weekend but they're already putting projections out it might be it might be this same would have any way to confirm that i mean it's the internet we could probably confirm it but projections are out there that is probably going to make somewhere between i don't know 30 something and 40 something million dollars this weekend which is not good no the budget was like eight billion as 205 to 206 million dollars they put into this movie so for, like my divorce so your opening weekend is is not it's not looking good for Aquaman. december 22nd colby didn't think it was this weekend but you know i wasn't going to put the the farm on it by just saying no it's it's not this weekend um so just just because of that the prognostication of of me telling you that after it's out for a couple of weeks and it looks like it's failing you will hurry up and hear your lobo news because they'll need to put something in front of it so that momoa's star doesn't fall because of the movie falling right they will do that and they will do that quickly so if you're waiting on that it's going to happen but there is something i did want to get into and it's been asked of me to get into it as i put out my last mystery shotgun on on the facebook and on the twitter and stuff and let everybody know that the new fresh episode was out i got a a few comments that said hey what we'd really like to hear from you is your thoughts on cm punk and the state of wrestling so because it is my mystery shotgun and not my comic book shotgun i decided this today's mystery shotgun subject will be my wrestling thoughts so congratulations if you wanted it and if you didn't and you're you're sorely disappointed well we'll get back to what i other otherwise do um in the next episode because i am interested and we're getting into it uh for those that aren't aware if you were wrestling fans but somehow your social media and or everything else you were under a rock the last wwe pay-per-view was a big one they were in chicago and they had the the uh war games going on during the middle of it and another thing besides the return of randy orton which was my uh, favorite thing that happened and also the return of our truth you had another return that happened that threw everybody that wasn't on the inside listening to insiders going the hell what is going on and that was the return of cm punk now i did explain to tim the reason why it was such a big thing was because CM Punk left the WWE with pretty much epic pipe bomb exploding the bridge on his way out Vince McMahon swearing he will never work for this company so Tony Khan over at the AEW kind of fumbled around with this very popular character and ended up um letting the locker room blow up about twice to three times as far as what is announced to us and cm punk was was fired from aew 
like right after the WWE said, yeah, we'll take you guy. Come on back. And so being in his being the pay-per-view and being in his hometown of Chicago, you expected a pretty big pop to happen when CM Punk entered the building. What happened was one of the biggest pops that I have seen in a long ass time happened in that arena. The the whole thing exploded. And that's a pretty good thing to see. I do have some, I've used this word a lot, trepidation going into the arrival of CM Punk. And I know everybody's super excited about it, but I'm, I don't know if I am or not. I really don't. And the reason being is that the WWE has had um, a couple of big pushes in my eyes here recently that I felt like went nowhere and continue to go nowhere. And hopefully they change that. And they're playing the long game, as uh, some of the commenters said on my post when I started talking about it. Um, You've had the push for Cody Rhodes to where he was going to finish the story of, you know, his daddy never held the belt and he's back in the WWE and they're going to push him and he's going to end up holding that world championship belt over his head and something his daddy never did and he's going to finish the story. And that's been kind of put on hold and Cody Rhodes has been put on the back burner. And then, as I've told you, my like current favorite wrestler every time he pops up is LA Knight. They've had his big push. And then they had his championship chance. And he lost to Roman Reigns. And they didn't really finish that push. And now you have CM Punk coming in that some people are figuring is about to get a big push to be, you know, the number one guy. Right. Because one thing that is for sure for me happening is the reign of Roman Reigns has to come to an end because it's like he's not even, he's, he's wrestling like twice to three times a year. That's it. And your champion really can't do that. Not anymore. Not as much as, as you know, you're counting on ratings. He shows up, but his actual wrestling is just not happening. It was the reason why they created a, another world championship belt. So you have your Raw belt now and you have your SmackDown belt. And Seth Rollins is holding the Raw belt. So you have two belts up for grabs. And in my mind, you have two big pushes you need to do. Now you have CM Punk. Well, during the end of Raw, when CM Punk has the whole like last 10 minutes of the show to just have a microphone in his hand and just talk to everybody, he starts building his heel qualifications on the microphone. And he was saying all the right things like, I'm home. I love everybody. Everybody loves me. But in the middle of that, you started to see a developed war happening between him and current uh, belt holder, uh, Seth Rollins, Right, was happening during this to where there you can tell that's building up. I don't think they're going to make Seth Rollins a heel, so CM Punk is going to end up being your heel guy, your heel push. And I don't want, personally, I don't want to see CM Punk come back, get his title shot, and win the damn thing. After seeing two pushes go wrong and then have a heel show up just fresh from being at another company Mm -hmm. 
and then come in and all of a sudden just take over just one take of the over. belts. I, I do not want to see that. I, I, I understand that they've been building up uh, Seth Rollins's back injury and such in a couple of the fights. So giving him a reason to step down for a little bit to recover is probably in the cards if you're building that up that far. But I don't, I don't want to see the next reign of the Raw champion, as I call it, or the Red Brand champion, mm-hmm. be CM Punk. Because I'm going to be honest with everybody. As I, I don't know why I have to say that. I'm always there. You're always honest, Colby. Um, That's why we call you Honest Colby. CM Punk doesn't do a whole lot for me. He didn't when his trip to being you know the next superstar was happening not just your star in wrestling but your next he was on a path to be there for a little bit to be your next uh stone cold rock john cena Mm -hmm. he was on that kind of path in my book undertaker he was on that path and then just stopped and just didn't i don't there's not really that guy that's ready to go on that superstar path there is, you know, some guys that could do that with a little more push, like Cody Rhodes, like LA Knight. There are those guys that could do it. Sometimes I'm not sure about LA Knight's mic skills if he could totally do it, but I really want him to. But putting him in that just doesn't ring my bell. And I, I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna tell yeah. you why. I'm gonna tell you why. His in-ring action is good. He's a great worker. But his moves don't, they don't send me. His finisher, the go to sleep, never really was up there for me. And I have to have things with my superstar wrestlers that put me over the top. Right. And one is you have to have good mic skills. CM Punk has good mic skills. You have to be a, a, whether it's, and a good worker. I don't say the greatest move set. I don't need that. I do need a good work. He's a pretty good worker, but his finisher doesn't do it for me. Does not do it for me. And the only person that's ever passed that on my list that that have, have has made it to a point to where I'm like, I just he's just amazing was John Cena didn't have any moves. And like his finisher was trash. But I understood what the following was about with him. I don't, I don't dig CM Punk's finisher. It's it. He holds the guy over his head and then he flips him over and he puts a knee up and he smashes their knee into his face or smashes their face into his knee. It's, it's called go to sleep or GTO or GTS. Anyway, get the fuck out. I don't know. I don't even know acronyms work right now. Um, and it's LOL. It's, it's Okay. It's, it's never really got that much pop for me. It's not a tombstone pile driver. It's not a rock bottom. It's not uh, an RKO. I, by the way, Randy Orton back in delivering an RKO. It was a good setup. It was, it was and home dude off the top of a cage, jumping off into an RKO. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. I would liked it better if Randy was down like the, um, Kid that did the moonsault that I forgot his name that was locally around for a little bit. Crap. This kid did a moonsault uh, uh, 
and where you flip over and he caught him after the flip happened into the RKO, which I'm wondering if Tim knows what an RKO is. Uh, RKO is the company that invented the radio, Colby. No, no. Um, it's You've never seen the videos, RKOs out of nowhere, just Randy Orton just randomly RKing O? <laughs> yeah, RKOing people? No. It's sad that you're co-hosting this wrestling segment. Actually, I'm not. I'm just producing it. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> so, now what I will be interested in if you're talking about crossovers, and I'm going to move on. That I've given my thoughts on CM Punk. I I know that the storyline, you know, in the WWE, they're going to find a way to, to make it interesting and to make, I mean, he's a good worker. He's a good mic worker. They're going to make this thing pop for a little bit. I just think the sizzle is going to die pretty fast because it's oh he's back oh yay things are finally happening but it'll be like sting and undertaker it'll never happen fully right so by the way they never wrestled in case in case you're wondering where that reference was at um but there is one thing that i am interested in and that's the um i think the hottest thing in wrestling right now he's currently in the aew and this has been something that's been talked about for a while, but even by this character, is the bidding war of 2024. When Maxwell Jacob Friedman's contract is up with the AEW, MJF, who I think is somewhat, he's, he's so innovative, and yet, let me tell you how awesome this guy is real quick. He set crowds up for because he he was tag partner uh, with with Cole. He was mm -hmm. that was his tag partner, and he made it a ring pop, a crowd pop, for them to hit the double clothesline. Okay, the double clothesline is the most basic of tag team maneuvers. We're both guys clothesline one dude. Is that the same as an arm bar? It's the same. It's just you hold your yeah. arm out. Yeah. And you run at the guy, and he takes it along his shoulders and chest, and he falls down. They made such a buildup for the double clothesline with their mic skills and his just ability to just get the crowd jazzed mm -hmm. that it popped and popped huge. Like, people were excited. Like, wow. like literally excited that they, out of their minds, because they finally hit the double clothesline. A guy that can do that and he moves over with the the writers and the brain trust that they have making this stuff over and not complain about some of the writings by the WWE because I expect better but they get a hold of this guy and through the roof you're not you're not I mean this this is your next your next great goat if he goes over to WWE he can still be that in AEW, but it'll be like what people thought of Ric Flair back in the day before he joined the WWF. He was awesome everywhere he went. The nature boy. Everybody knew him. But in, until like you got him there, and they got him there when he was you know, a little bit too young yeah. at the time, or too old at the time. But when they got him there, it's like, oh, now they know how to use the nature boy and, and such. You get him over to them with their writers and their brain trust and what they do with it that it could be game over 
Yeah, it could it could be everybody wearing a at wrestling gear as as wearing a scarf because he wears a scarf. Right. That just everybody will. So that's the possibility. So that's what I'm waiting on. The biggest transfer of power I think would happen is if AEW somehow loses that guy and he goes to the WWE. That's pretty much the coffin nail for the AEW if that happens. And there's plenty of good wrestlers at the, in the AEW, and their wrestling is really good. I'm not here knocking the AEW. Their wrestling is really good. I will say again, because I don't think they've done anything to change it. Their storylines are trash. I've never liked any of their storylines. It's too sporadic. It's, there's nothing congealed with everything that's going on. It's it's everybody's all over the place. They don't know how to form it into a storyline that matches with every other match that happens during that time. And the WWE does a good job of everything kind of meshing that needs to mesh. They'll have matches that, you know, hey, that's a good guy, that's a bad guy, and oh, well, you know, they kind of hate each other, but we're just going to have a good match. They have those. Not a lot of those. Most of them have some kind of story or work with them. There's a lot of things in AEW where I'm watching is like, I don't know why this person is wrestling this person, and I, 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 I don't know. It's happening. That's really cool. But that's it's like trying to straighten out a bowl of spaghetti sometimes. You just... I don't know if it can be done. So that's my only beef with them. And some of the stars that are in AEW, I'd love to see them move over or at least get some of the story, uh, the the writers from WWE over to AEW and go, hey, let's write something really good and matching. And then maybe it'll catch on. It's doing a great job, but the the superior product in my book right now is the big brand. It's where they're paying all the money at. And that's the WWE. And that's ultimately why wrestlers go there because they can go make more money sitting in the locker room and they can't wrestle right. with any other organization. So there you go. I don't know if I've taken up too much time or not enough time. I haven't oh, you're good. taken up any time, but there it is. There's my wrestling thoughts. That's your mystery shotgun.